I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's time to work out what's going on inside me. Not my anatomy. I definitely need to schedule another primary care appointment. Thanks, subconscious mind, for reminding me. But I want to do this episode because, frankly, I hate rules. I hate restrictions. I hate formats. And also, I hate myself. Well, maybe not. I mean, anybody that starts a podcast, it doesn't at least overtly hate themselves. You think you're interesting enough to want to get on a microphone and talk about something with people. Talk, 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 talkity talk. Sure. But why even bother doing this? You know, I I want to be honest with all of you. I have no clue. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't know the answer. Today, I I didn't want to have a topic. Uh, I wanted to come on and record something. um, At least 20 minutes of something. That was free-flowing, no format. I think what's interesting to me is the relationship between my thoughts and what I speak. That is very intriguing. Because sometimes I feel like my best intuitions... Um, and ideas come when I'm actually writing. Which begs the question, why am I forcing all of you to work out my thoughts on this <laughs> format? Why am I in do- why, why are you in Guantanamo with me right now? Why am I bringing you through this torture? Well, I have been holding back. Years and years and years of feeling that you said something and that it's stupid or, or yeah, no one asked you or, um, okay, you, you, you can stop talking now. Those, those little moments where people sarcastically jab you for expressing yourself, they add up and what they force you to do is they force you to stop 
fully expressing for fear of that judgment, for fear of the rejection, wanting to always say the right thing, wanting to always be the funniest, the most creative, the most interesting. I've struggled with that. I struggled with that my entire life. I see in in having recorded five episodes of this now, five episodes that I consider oh just I mean as I'm saying this to you right now, I'm gonna be honest, like they're trash. These aren't good. This content isn't interesting to anyone. It, I, I'm, just, I'm not even interested in it. I am it. Okay. I'm interested in what it could become. But I'm not interested in. I, I When I recorded those episodes, as I was speaking, I had a bad feeling inside of me. As I was working out my thoughts, for all of you, I started feeling inside of me this voice that was saying, this sucks. You've got nothing to offer these people. Honestly, right now, this feels a little better, uh, if anything, for the fact that I, I, I'm, really, I'm really attempting to capture what's real. I want to speak it. I want to speak the truth. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's something that feels better when you're aligning with what you actually want to say or what's actually there as opposed to playing towards an audience. I mean, that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. I was, through elementary school, through all of college, I always cared about the audience. One of my favorite fantasies, and <laughs> it's great. You know what? This is why podcasting is great for me, because it's actually living out the fantasy. I used to imagine that there was an audience watching me at all times. One of my ex-girlfriends, I used to pretend to make faces at the audience as a joke just to, I don't know, mess around. Like, I would do the whole Malcolm in the Middle thing. Like, I'd be like, you know, I'd be talking with her. I'd be like, yeah, you see what this is about? She's doing this again. Hey, this is what you sign up for when you swipe right and actually go out with the girl on Tinder. Like, stuff like that, right? This is like, I would make this commentary because... Because, oh, well, it was an escape, pathology, let's go to a therapist and work out that nugget. Um, but, I, it was fun. I loved having an audience. I did it as a kid, too. Malcolm in the Middle was great in fifth grade because of that. Like, this boy is living this life with his dysfunctional family, but can break from the camera and like speak, can break from them and speak directly to the camera. Hilarious, unique, innovative. I loved it. So this is what I'm doing right now. Like, what am I doing as I'm speaking to you all? You all. I don't know who you all are. I have an idea of people in my life who might listen to this. But how far could this reach? 
In my mind, I have an audience. In my mind, I'm a man of the people. But what people? Whose people? Who cares? I wonder if comedians think about that. Thinking specifically about, like, Conan O'Brien. Like, when he goes out there and performs, who's he trying to make laugh? His live audience, I guess. But does he see them when he's writing? Who does he see when he comes up with a Twitter joke? Yeah. Free form, all right. Starting The voice is starting to come up. That voice that's like, this is good. You're going off the rails, man. Yeah, it's true. I am a little bit. So why am I speaking to you in this way? I'm not talking about the latest hypnosis theory that I learned or uh, you know, the, the ideas that shaped me in high school. I mean, I, I'm speaking this to you right now. I'm not even impressed. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Those people listen to the My Favorite Murder Girls, but they're funny. They talk about murder. That's a good formula. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, this is really just a wild experiment into bridging that gap between the inner monologue that is constantly running in the voice that I've cut off from all of you for fear of rejection. It's rare you meet those people. It's really rare. It's rare you meet people that do the thing of speaking what they're thinking. Some people think they're doing it. You know, I've, I, I've, mm, mm, mm. see, there's a difference between, okay, so you meet those people. There's some people out there that speak from their mind and include the heart and include their sexuality, their desires, the, the full, the full chakra system, like the, you know, the chakra elevator is active and it's reaching all the floors. Like you meet those people. Those are rare people. Those are the people you crave to meet. Those are the, those are the long-term boyfriends and girlfriends. I mean, the minute I meet a woman that is full chakra alignment and speaks from that place and stimulates my mind, Ugh, it's over. Look, that's, and, and I mean, I, well, I, I, and as I said that, I'm like, oh, great. Did I just put out an offer out there to the world to me? Fully aligned chakra women, come knock. Greg is waiting for you. Look, what I'm saying is this. We rarely speak fully from ourselves. Society doesn't want you to do it. It's dangerous. You know what a professional setting is? I mean, I 
once at a job, there's a new person getting trained, I once said, yeah, this job is really just about emotionally manipulating people for money. It was a joke. It was kind of true. It was what I was feeling. It was what I was inspired to say. Even though I believed in the product, even though I believed in the mission, it was just a moment of creativity that I had that I needed to say. In that moment, that was a moment of truth for me. And then I was told after, you're not supposed to say that. This is a professional setting. How dare you say that? Da, 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 da. I'm like, wow. Professional settings really do have their limits. And it kills me. And yes, there are times to be professional. There are times to not bring your groin into a conversation. I hope everybody listening knows to not thrust when you're teaching an elementary school class. Okay? This is like, I'm the, and by groin, I mean the, 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 excess, mm, the, the theoretical groin. The, uh, you know, you're not going to like stand in front of a group of 10-year-olds and talk about the, how great of a date you had last night because this woman was so gorgeous. You're not going to do that. I learned that the heart. No, and I'm kidding. I never did that. But, um, but you are going to confront forces that tell you not to be fully yourself. I went out with someone, and this is why I'm talking about there are two levels of the inner monologue to speaking emotionally output. There are two levels of this. One night, I went on a date with someone. I went out with her multiple nights, and she was under the impression that she... You see what you get. I, you know, her whole thing was like, I'm a proud woman in engineering. I've fought my battles. I'm going to speak the truth no matter what. You're going to get the honesty. I'm always going to talk up. I'm always going to voice my mind. I'm always going to do, 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 do. She was very honest. She swore. She, she told the truth about a lot of things. But even energetically, as I was sitting there with this woman, I knew, I knew somewhere inside of her that she was lying about something. No, no, it wasn't lying. It was, it was, I guess, lying by omission. Yes, that's what I mean. She was lying by omission because she wasn't fully realized the chakras weren't all there yes she fought her battles she is a and, and this girl is a i mean i this girl's way too smart like like she was very very intelligent but what would what was she missing in my mind vulnerability i think a lot of people are of the opinion that just because you're able to speak your mind and you know you you you're you're uncensored and raw that that means you're you know you're you're this hot the highest version of yourself or a vastly superior version i cannot for a second really connect to her heart i meet a lot of people like this self-described uh, truth-tellers, 
that aren't fully truthful because if you are going around self-describing yourself in a aggressive way that what you see is what you get, there's a part of you that doesn't feel like you're good enough as you are. You're defending who you are to be who you are as opposed to just being who you are. So I'm much more interested in those people. Those people that just are pure expression, but they're tapping all parts of themselves. Elevators running on full. You can really, I mean, those people are great. To me, I want to be like them. Now, a lot of people, <laughs> my roommate in particular, she is tough on me. She's like, Greg, you're never vulnerable. Greg, how are you going to, you know, let people into your life in an intimate way if you can't be intimate with them emotionally? Yeah, she makes a good point. She makes a really good point. See, I've never thought of myself as closed off. But as I'm speaking into a microphone right now to record a podcast... And I went through those last five episodes. Now I'm on six. I'm sitting here just going, oh, wow. You don't love your voice enough yet. You do not think you have something to offer the world yet. It's not crystallized. There's a lot going on inside your head forever. The thoughts bounce. The things come out. They, they, they are there. I can express them much more clearly in writing, maybe because there's that editing and I can actually see the words as opposed to the free flow. But the thought-to-mouth connection isn't fully realized. And that's what I'm really trying to do with this. Even if you just take 10 minutes a day, look in front of the mirror, bring out a microphone and just start talking, it could change everything. This was an acting exercise I actually had to do. We got up in front of a group of people and the teacher said, match your experience to your words. Go. I couldn't do it. I was 22 years old. I was far less uh, sure of myself in the world and tapped into the pain and able to express the vulnerability regularly. I mean, I, I guess a little bit I was, but but to be in front of a group of people and feel like I can't be boring was a big fear. That's the biggest fear I have, being uninteresting, being boring. I mean, isn't that interesting? I'm doing this podcast, and I'm trying to be so interesting, and yet I, I, I feel the fear. I think what it comes down to is that you really have to believe 
that taking a step in any kind of direction is going to at least teach you something. Because having the thoughts all bottled up, censoring yourself your whole life, not knowing if it's good or if it's bad, is never going to get you anywhere. I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas about what this podcast could be. Many. And so far, of the episodes I've recorded, none of them are at the level I want it to be. I want this to be great. One day. So, if you're going to stick with me through the journey, just know that while I'm sitting here now and speaking with you, I, I have a doubt. I have doubts. I have doubts for the next episode. What's episode's... Seven going to be? What's, who knows? Is it going to even be interesting? I'm not sure. I really don't. A lot of self-doubts that I'm expressing to you right now. But, out of all the episodes so far, for some reason this feels the best. Because it feels the most aligned. I don't have an agenda. I, the only thing I said is, I want to speak from the soul. Thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you. Open Loops, Episode 6, wraps up right now. Open Loops, Episode 6. Thank you for listening.